Hello again and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers, you are very welcome. Just a few announcements. If you are new to the channel and you want to keep updated on things that the Lord gives me now and then, sometimes uh, to share, but it's not a full prophecy. Usually it is just what I call a prophetic insight or a revelation, or sometimes I come across things that show that these prophetic words are beginning to find their muscle, build themselves up as they move along God's timeline to fulfillment. Then you can find those things on the community page. So the community page is something that YouTube makes available, whereby if you are following a channel, you have to be subscribed to see the community tab. So this may be why some of you can't see it. But if you are subscribed to a channel, then when you go to the channel dashboard, that means when you click the master's voice name, the name that's usually underneath this video, it will take you to the channel's dashboard and then you'll see something like, I think it says videos, it says about, it says playlists, and then you'll see the community page. So you could tap that there and then you can find various things that I have seen that are indicating that God's word is certainly on its way to being fulfilled. So I share things there occasionally. If you're interested in seeing that, you can do that. You're under absolutely no pressure to subscribe to the channel. The next thing is that the master's voice is available on BitChute, Brighteon, and Rumble. So all you have to do is look for the master's voice prophecy blog. And then if you have people who in your life or you know people who do not want to use YouTube or if they deleted YouTube, you can find these videos there and you can share with them. Another thing is a lot of people have been saying, so I checked the comments this weekend, a lot of people have been saying that they are not getting notifications when I upload videos. And what I have to say to that is there was a time when this blog could be easily found on search engines. So you could easily find this blog through Google. You could easily find this blog on um, YouTube. But now that time is long past because of the material that I am handling here. And because of the things that the Lord has given me to say here, it is not strange that it might be difficult to find it when you're Googling. So you have to type in the full name, the master's voice prophecy blog on Google or on any search engine that you're using before you will find these things. And I am going to continue for a brief moment as the Lord keeps moving my heart in things concerning Russia and China. So I will be touching on another prophecy. Please bear in mind that I'm still in the supernatural series. So this is still the direction that the Lord is going, the supernatural series is extremely important because the supernatural series falls perfectly into the fact that we are supernatural people who follow the Lord Jesus Christ. We are no longer dead to the fact that there is a supernatural portion of ourselves. Our spirits have been brought to life because we profess faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was himself the most supernatural person of all. We can't see a guy multiplying food, walking on water and raise the dead and pretend that he was doing these things out of any natural reserves within him. Jesus moved powerly, powerfully in the supernatural and we as his people are supposed to be growing in that aspect of ourselves. If our souls are sluggish, if our spirits are still dead within us because we are not born again, 
then we are definitely not on the path to everlasting life as the Lord has said, and we need to be mindful of that. This is a channel for born again people. This is a channel for everyone who is a human being, whether you are born again, whether you are from a different religion, it absolutely does not matter because some of the things I'm speaking here, they will make more sense to Christians because they've had more time and more exposure to the Bible, but that does not, um, that does not disqualify anyone from understanding what the Lord is saying here. And some of these things are going to affect the whole world. When I speak of, for instance, the fact that God says that, uh, according to Isaiah 13, that the entire earth will lie in darkness and it will be very cold and there will be terror in the hearts of men and trembling. And, uh, we will go into a time period where it will be hard to find humanity. It doesn't matter what country you're from and it doesn't matter what religion you continue to follow for the moment. What matters is that you hear that the everlasting God, who is the only God, he is God apart from all competition. There are no contenders or people who can throw their hat in the ring and say, I too am a God because he will expose all of them in his own timing and their kingdoms and their dominions will fall and men will see most of us with tears in our eyes that there was only one God. The Bible says that the entire earth will mourn when they see the one whom they pierced. Only one person was pierced, the Lord Jesus Christ, risen to triumphant life after three days and now seated in glory and righteousness at the right hand of the Father. So today's prophecy is called the Kings of the East, Europe. See a lot of people asking me, is there a word for Europe? If you live in Europe, this is one of the most comprehensive prophecies that the Lord has given me about that country. I received it on Christmas Day, December 25th, uh, 2021. And it is not a complimentary prophecy. So it is comprehensive, but it is not complimentary. And the reason it is not complimentary is just what I spoke of a few minutes ago. The Lord says that the fire of salvation and the fire of even believing in God, any God, has basically died in the hearts of Europeans. So it doesn't matter if it's Eastern Europeans or the ones who saw themselves as traditional Europeans um, before Europe expanded itself to start giving admission to other people from other parts that were more in Asia. It doesn't matter what matters is the fact that God basically says that Europe has a cold heart and out of that cold heartedness, they live in a realm, a world, and a mindset of hedonism. So hedonism is basically being totally uninterested in things of an eternal nature. When you are a hedonist, you are basically focused on the pleasure of this life, the pleasure of being a person of law, Logic, the pleasure of the body, the pleasure of the palate, good food, good wine, and you have next to minus zero interest in things of uh, life and death. You're still interested in things like morality, but you are not bogged down with set definitions of right and wrong. And you are even less bothered by such such things as is there life after death and things like that. So I'm not here to debate atheism on the merits because I always want people to understand that the master's voice is not a place where you are coming to hear a woman's opinions. My opinions are shared in my life with the people that I know 
and that I am close to, but here on this platform, I am reading out verbatim what the Lord Jesus Christ has to say. So if you hear something and you don't like it, you may express yourself in the comment section as long as you are not rude, but you need to understand that I am unmoved by the various views and feelings and estimations about the things I say. If I was the one manufacturing these things and saying them, then of course you would be saying your views to me. But because I am reading reading out the prophetic proclamations of the Lord. When you write these things, these are just basically your views that you are typing out for him to see. And then you and he will discuss it later on when he weighs all things in everyone's life. So the kings of the East Europe, this prophecy is talking about the fact that Europe is going to be overrun in the end times by Russia, along with a lot of other Eastern nations. When I say Eastern nations, the first one that comes to everybody's mind is China, but also whoever else will be coming with China. So the Lord says that America is not the only country that is going to suffer um, occupation and distress because of China and Russian occupation. This is going to be the fate of Europe as well. The banner scripture for this prophecy is this. These things says he who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your works, that you have a name that you are alive, but you are dead. This is very important to this prophecy. I know your works, so I know what it is that you do. And I also know that you have a reputation around town, that you're actually quite a lively and living being. But I say to you, I, the Lord, say to you that you are dead. Therefore, the Lord says, be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found your works perfect before God. Remember, therefore, how you have received and heard. Hold fast and repent. Therefore, if you will not watch, I will come upon you as a thief, and you will not know what hour I will come upon you. Revelation chapter 3, verses 1 to 4. And so here the Lord is speaking to a group of people, a church in the book of Revelation chapter 3, and he is telling them, I know about you, and I've heard about the works that you've been doing, and I've been hearing that you have quite a, a, a reputation as a lively church, but I, the Lord, who makes perfect assessments, am here to tell you that you actually are dead, and I have not found your works perfect before me at all. And he says, now you need to be watchful, meaning you need to take heed from yourself, this means that you actually need to do a very strong and honest, in-depth, personal assessment to see if the life that you are living actually matches up to this reputation of good works and liveliness, as in being spiritually alive, that I have heard for you because I, God, am telling you that you are actually ready to die and that your works are not perfect before me. And then he says to them, remember how you have received and heard. He's telling them, go back to your days, the early days of how you heard the gospel and how you responded. And that is very, very perfect of the Lord to have given me this scripture, because when we talk about Europe, we're actually talking about the place where the light of the gospel burned so brightly that people were willing to be burned at the stake for their faith. No matter how much 
the prevailing church of that time, which was Catholicism. And even before that, no matter how much persecution rose up upon those, those people, European nations, in the beginning, when they heard the truth of the gospel, they responded with a bright shining light out of their hearts. But now the Lord says that they have become cold. And because of that, they need to go back to their first works, hold fast to how they used to behave and how they used to respond to the gospel message and also to repent. If not, he says, I will come to you like a thief and you will not know the hour that I come upon you. And if anybody is in confusion, whenever the Lord is telling you, you will not know what time I'm coming and I'm coming like a thief. It's just that I'm going to catch you unawares. And the end result of what happens after I get there is not going to be positive. And so the Lord says that Europe is a place that has left him, that Europe is a place that denies him, and that Europe is a center of what he calls hedonistic learning, meaning that it is the home of great institutions of thought and debate and much focus in life that appeals to the senses of men. This is mental senses. In Europe, they greatly prize logic. They have some of the best universities in the world, and they have turned out some of history's greatest thought leaders, even more than here in the United States or anywhere else, because, well, naturally they've been in existence for longer. But he says that centers of hedonistic learning focus on pursuing what is important to people. So these centers will focus on ideas and ideals that are interesting to human beings. But the problem with this is that as the ages turn, what human beings think and what human beings hold to be important does change. Whereas God, if he were to contrast himself on the other side, does not. God's law is eternal and it is perfect. He gave it once and it has not changed. And this is a problem, especially for modern societies. Modern societies often push against God and often slide into uh, degeneracy and they slide into all sorts of sin because eventually as the society advances itself, it begins to find that religion is too limiting. Who is religion to tell us who we should sleep with? Who is religion to tell us when we should sleep with anyone? Religion says that sexual activity is only for the married man and woman. That means that everybody else, there is absolutely no caveat for your case. If you are not married and you are engaging in sexual activity of any kind with another person, with a child, with a beast, or even with yourself, you are automatically on the wrong side of God's laws. So God's laws have not changed since the days of Lot. God's laws have not changed since the days of Abraham, since the days of Adam and Eve. But as societies climb higher and they become wiser and they advance in tech technology and they advance in understanding and knowledge, what God is saying is that they begin to think that they have a form of wisdom, but this is actually wisdom that lacks understanding. The Bible says that the fear of the Lord 
is the beginning of wisdom, which means if any society does not have honor, reverence, and the fear of the Lord, then that society, even if it invents little bubble pods for people to fly to work in, that society is essentially a society of fools who are living in darkness despite all their advancement. And this is what God is saying, that these countries in Europe have spent years gaining knowledge but have departed from the truth. Hedonism is where you do what you want with your life while you have it and you live only for pleasure and personal fulfillment. So you are focused on fine cheese and wine and you're focused on how good art is and food and drink and sexual pleasure. You go on the river, he says, and you lie in the sun and you get tanned and relaxed and happy and you do not think about your soul. The Lord says it's eating crab and lobster and making sure that you buy quality leather goods and telling your children that nothing in this world is real except logic and the ability to grow up and think properly. You take care of the body and the mind with absolutely zero care for the soul and the spirit because you do not see these things as relevant or something to be taken seriously. In a hedonistic lifestyle, in a hedonistic society, value is placed only on what you can see, what you can touch, and what you can tangibly analyze, which means if something is a vector that you cannot see, for instance, in the spiritual realm, we know that demons exist. But because demons cannot be seen, a hedonistic society is going to laugh at anyone who speaks about these things. A hedonistic society is going to laugh about people who are interested in intangible vectors like love and like prayer. And they will only focus and say, show us how we can measure these things. If we cannot measure these things, these things have no value. And so things that are real and eternal and very relevant to what happens to the human being after death, 99.999% of those things are utterly dismissed. And even God mentioned that the true histories of the world as they happen, such as some of the things that I'm handling currently on the written blog, where God is revealing fantastical creatures um, that will be coming out of the sea, things that are in the sea, that he says the ancestors of the Europeans knew about these things and they fully believed in them because they had to fight them. They had to deal with massive creatures in the sea, like the Kraken and other things like that. They had no choice. The story in England of St. George and the dragon was not written because someone was bored. That story of the young man who was given a sainthood by the name of George, who killed the last living dragon, so they thought is basically a, a historical piece. It is not an allegorical piece, nor is it a legend or mythology. It is something that actually happened. But the Lord says that in Europe, things that your ancestors were forced to face and battle with for their very survival, grim things, grim means extremely dangerous, difficult, and hard to deal with, Grim things that your ancestors were nearly annihilated by or nearly eaten alive by, things that they had to fight so as not to go extinct, in other words, such as dragons flying overhead and burning down the villages until someone was brave enough, like St. George, to go and fight one. 
He says that now you tell your children that they were never real and they're only myths and you study them in your beautiful and decorated centers of living. And so once you focus on living once and that the entire job of a human being is to do well in life and be successful and enjoy it, enjoy it while they can. God says that you will become the type of person who is only focused on having as much fun as you can in this life, making as much money, having all the sex, drinking all the drinks and eating all the food. And then you think that when you die, there is nothing else. So hedonists will think that after this life only comes darkness and oblivion. But the Lord says that after that is comes something else. It comes rising from the dirt to stare Jesus Christ in the face and give an account for every last second of the life that you have lived. And these are the words of the Lord. So I was seeing images as God was talking to me and I was writing these things down seeing very sunny beaches and people swimming and snorkeling and people on those really thin boats that they have in Vienna, you know, going down the canals at night on romantic moonlit cruises. And these words, Mallorca and Greece came to my spirit. And then I saw expensive boats out on the water, men with no shirts on wearing expensive sunglasses and just feeling great. And I saw a board in front of me, these wooden board with a fine collection of cheeses um, being presented, you know, and I saw people clinking wine glasses. And I even saw that next to this river in France called, I don't know if it's La Seine or La Sienne, I saw that people can actually sit along this river at night and look at the stars. So you can set up something like a makeshift cafe, I think. And just bring chairs there and, and enjoy cheese and wine and other stuff and watch people sailing by and just feel at peace with yourself. The Lord showed me scenes of London. I saw young boys and girls running off to university and some of them were going to argue their, argue their final thesis. And I could feel great excitement in the heart of these children as they relished the opportunity to go and pit their brains in battle against their very established and sometimes even famous professors um, at Oxford and Cambridge and other places like that. And I even saw that the lawyers walk to court in the street wearing these black robes and fluffy wigs. And because they are extremely high ranking members of society, as they walk in the street dressed like that, people are secretly admiring that and, and thinking, oh, he's a barrister, isn't he? And so I saw a lot of people love reading books in Europe. I saw this, that many, many people do not favor electronic tablets and cell phones and always staring into their cell phones like they do here in the United States. I saw that in Europe, even among the young people still go to the libraries and they read, they take out books, they go and read at a cafe or they put blankets out in the parks and they are focused very much on learning things. What was coming into my heart is that Europe is a place where people prize sound thinking, logical thinking, and they concentrate on building the mind. But as I was seeing all these visions, a sound began to build until it was very loud. And that sound is the sound of death from the hospital that goes so flatline, that is the sound of life leaving the body, death. 
And I realized that God was saying, all these people are still alive. They're living, but they are functionally dead. And so, um, at the hospital, when you hear that flat line, it is telling you that there's no more life in this person. All systems are off. All bets are off. Nothing more can be done here. Life has departed and death has come. The brain has switched off and it's time to let them go because they are dead. And then we go back to the beginning of that scripture that says, because you have a reputation that you are alive, but you are dead. And this is what the Lord had to say. The centers of learning are dead. Their heads are empty and their souls are blank. The people are dead. They are atheists, gods unto themselves. They do not know me as anything except a relic of a deluded past. A delusion is when you feel that someone is not in their right mind and they're basically crazy town, believing crazy things. The Lord says that Europe sees him as a strange fantasy passed down from their very confused ancestors. So basically the people living today that the Lord has shown in a few visions truly believe that the fervently fiery Christian past that actually built these nations into what they are, most of them, with the exception of France, that fought a war very early on in their existence to separate um, church from state. Um, they think that the passion that the old Europeans had in the old world and their focus on religion and the pursuit of God and godliness was a deluded crazy fantasy and that their ancestors were confused. The present day people do not believe in God. So let the kings of Asia trample them. Let their boots come and crush the European states. This is the word of the Lord. You forsook me and you abandoned my temples to follow paganism and godless pursuits. There's another prophecy, I will link it in the description, where God showed that there's a growing movement in Europe, which I googled and shockingly found to be true, that people are not only proud to call themselves atheists, but then those who get tired of saying there is no God have decided that they will go back not to the ancestors who practiced Christianity, but they'll follow the other ones who were pagans. So I saw people wearing these kind of strange white bed sheets and stuff like that, especially women dancing in the woods and they would make crowns of flowers and put them on their heads and twirl branches and call on, I don't know, the wood nymphs um, and the sea nymphs and the different gods that belong to their forests. I saw that this kind of belief system is growing in Europe. So I saw that in a vision. And then when I went and checked, it says that it's having a basic renaissance, especially in the universities. So the young people are declaring that they're going back to the worship of multiple gods and things like that. And so the Lord was saying that you have abandoned me for paganism and other godless pursuits. And you recognize no God except yourselves. And you don't believe in any religion and you do not accept any God to rule over you. So they have a fierce resistance to anything that is not secularism. If it is not based in state and nation and country and the rights of the individual in relation to other individuals and in relation to the state, Europeans are not interested in that. He says, even in those other false religions around you, you look at them with pity and disdain. 
disdain is to look at someone to look at someone and just feel sorry for them because you scorn them and you think that the things they do and what they represent and hold dear is ridiculous and god is basically saying that even with the influx of many other religions there are a lot of indians in england they practice hinduism and um, islam there are a lot of multiple religions that have flooded in from I think it's the Saudi areas and flooded in from just other places, other parts of Asia and things like that into Europe, some of them for amnesty and some of them just because they've traveled for a better life for their country, even some of them in illegal immigration. The Lord says that when these other religions are bowing down to their God, the French and the English and the Spanish and the Italians and everybody else looks at them with pity as if they are people who are sick in the head to believe in a God and worship that God. And so God says, you look down on them when they worship and you view them with suspicion when they serve their gods. You recognize no God, Europe, except yourself. And therefore, you will have to save yourself as gods when your destruction comes upon you. For Putin will eat up your lands and territories and you will be occupied once more, just like Hitler did. But this time, the occupation will be a success. So we know in the Second World War that Hitler basically had this idea that he was going to be God 2.0. He was going to sweep across Europe, take it all for himself, expand the great Prussian Empire that used to be there before his time. And he had all this vain, glorious plans. But on top of that, Germany had a crack army and these vainglorious plans were rapidly materializing to real life and Europe was in a terrible panic. They could not stand up before the German army. They could not stand up before the Blitzkrieg um, attack because Hitler came to the old form of trench warfare where you basically dig a hole and you get in there and you shoot. Uh, that was the way they fought in World War I. Hitler came with a whole new program to hit from the air, the sea, the sky at once. And by the way, that is exactly what Russia is going to do here. Russia is going to come in a three-pronged attack, meaning they're going to use everything that they can on the ground, everything they can in the sky, everything that they can from the water, and America will not know where to focus, where to turn, because it's going, it's going to be like multiple bee stings in the face all at once. And God is saying to Europe that you will fall under occupation exactly like Hitler did before. But this time, instead of allies coming to save you and return you back to sovereignty, which is return you back to being independent countries, this Russian China King of the East, Kings of the East occupation will be a success. And he spoke it so emphatically that I wrote it in capital letters. Please always go back to the Master's Voice Prophecy blog and read these messages for yourself. Europe will be called Russian occupied territories. European governments will lose to that nation, fall to that nation, and many of you will defect to the Russians as a way to protect your people and territory. So I've said this in many prophecies when I'm talking about America, that Europe will refuse to go down the way America goes down. America's going to want to fight and because it is America's punishment to be obliterated, according to Revelation chapter 18. Even if America wanted to fight, the Lord already said things like her missiles will be disabled in the silos, which basically the only way I can put that, according to my understanding, I don't really understand military things, is that you will want to press that button that makes uh, 
America want to press that button that makes nukes fly and nothing's going to fly. It's just going to be clicking because something would have been done to those nukes beforehand, either by Russian helpers working here or Russia's going to do something to make the nukes unresponsive. So the defensive weapons that America could respond with when attacked, they will all be uh, immobilized. But God says that many European nations will defect to Russia as a way to protect their people. I've shared that in many U.S. prophecies of Russia and China, and also to preserve their territory. So rather than Russia coming and saying, I'm taking all this, and China saying, I'm taking all this, I saw and I have heard from the Lord that European leaders, I'll read it out, will see the wisdom in aligning with Russia rather than fighting her. And many of them will make treaties with her and agreements with the ruler, this is Vladimir Putin, in order to save their, their land, their way of life, and citizens. So the Lord has said that America will be a Russian colony. So they are going to speak Russian here first. They can speak English, some of them, I am certain, but Russian will be spoken here on purpose as a means of intimidation, to bring fear, because there's nothing quite as scary as having someone talk to you directly in your face in a language you cannot understand, and they're holding a gun. It is an unnerving thing. I don't have to go through it to know. I have seen the visions, and so I already know that people will be terrified hearing orders given and they can't understand. But God says that European leaders will quickly decide that in order to prevent Russia from land grabbing and annexing them and doing whatever, they will make agreements to save the country so that Italy can stay Italy and Spain can stay Spain. And they will also do it to make sure that many of their citizens are not killed and also to preserve their way of life. So if you know the Second World War a little bit, Hitler pretty much allowed people to live as they wanted to. He was harder on some nations than others. Austria and Poland didn't get away with too much. But in places like France, um, people carried on more or less their way of life. They were not completely oppressed like what will happen here. And so God says that countries like Austria and Hungary were in the war and... Oh, he says that Europe will be occupied like Austria and Hungary were occupied in that war and your God will not help you. You are your own God. Therefore, you will not help you. The kings of the, of the East will come on the dried riverbeds and their footsteps will trouble Europe. They will flood across those countries. It is not only America who will suffer the distress of war and conquest in the last days. I will punish these Western nations for their godlessness. For above all, it is their atheism that angers me. It is the godless, godlessness of Europe that will destroy them because they exalt their little human minds as God and they do not respect the ancient things. They imagine themselves as the keepers of logic, yet they know nothing. For this, they will be humbled. And so God says that Eastern Europe will really feel the pressure because they are closer to the Asian nat nations than the rest. And he says that because they denied that I am God and they reduced my word, making it as a fantasy and a myth, they will fall. 
God says that in Europe, they take his word and they reduce it to something to examine. So basically, this is when you have a thesis, you present a thesis. A thesis is just basically an idea that you've had, you've developed it, you found supporting supporting evidence for it. If you are wise, you also went and found um, viewpoints against it to show that you have a balanced way of assessing information. And then you stand and defend your theory. Sometimes the theory can be easily proven. Sometimes the theory is more theoretical and cannot be proven. But God says this is how they treat the Bible. This is how they treat the fact that he exists. They debate it like something that people talk about over coffee and croissants. Is there a God? If, if he is there, why doesn't he show himself? Where's the evidence that he is God? Look at our society. All that we have built was built by man. There is no evidence of God. Therefore, there is no God. He says that when terror falls upon them, he will turn his face and he will not hear and he will not receive prayer. He said, let your logic and paganism that you trust in deliver you. Europe will fall. Europe will collapse. Europe will go under the new order. Europe will become powerless. Their great social experiment will fail. They have established a new social order and they respect it so much. They're so proud of it, but it will tumble into disarray. Basically, it will be completely scattered. Countries that are oppressed and viewed very low on the ranking now, those nations in the EU that people basically ignore, like Turkey, the Lord says that they will shoot up to the top of the ranking because these countries are already allies of Russia. And they will make alliances with Russia in the last days. Istanbul will once again be a power center as it was in the days of this king, Charlemagne the Great. Istanbul will rise and have relevance again because the European pecking, the European pecking order will be reversed. A pecking order is who's the big dog, second big dog, third big dog, fourth big dog, two last little puppy that nobody pays attention with. God says whoever ranks first will be last and people who are basically seen as irrelevant last minute additions to the EU will shoot up in importance. And then he says, as I have said, so will it be. The last will be first and the first will be last. And so God says that Russia will gain back a lot of old territory through negotiation so many Soviet countries that are all free and fancy free now, they're going to go right back as Russia negotiates her old partners, woo some of them back with good memories of the Soviet era and basically threatens the rest. And God says that Russia will be like a star in the spotlight by his doing. And he will make the nations interested in her at the same level or higher as they used to be starstruck by America. This is known as being favored by the Lord. And when that favor or grace falls upon a man or a woman or a region or a country, no one can reverse it because grace comes from the Lord. And so uh, he says that when he rouses Russia to start conquering, they will be like a juggernaut in, pol in politics, meaning that they will simply rise up quickly in whatever we're talking about this uh, international orders, things like the UN, but he will be using them as an end times tool to crush nations that are practice, practicing things like godlessness, 
immorality and atheism in the West, and he is using them for godly purposes. So many people complain and say, but Russia has done this and Russia has done that. And I will not keep explaining to people that if you don't own a Bible, it's time for you to spend the $25 and buy one so that you can at least have some kind of basic understanding before you start trying to critique or understand prophecy. God is not saying that Russia is sinless. God is saying that among those who have soiled their clothing by becoming heathens that want to take off all their clothes and dance in little paganist circles and dance in atheist circles and have human sacrifice and do all the things that they do, he is going to use the nation whose sin he views as less. And no one can judge God's estimation because God is perfect in estimation. God is not asking for us to have feedback on what he says. So he is saying that he will use Russia as a blunt force object to basically beat nations that have had so much. That's in another prophecy. He said nations basically that have had so much power and influence and favor for centuries. When he comes to assess them and see what have you done with it, he founds that they have done nothing but curry favor among themselves and make a little privatized clique and share all the resources among themselves and be violent towards other countries and conquer and press down and oppress. And now he is going to use Russia as a baseball bat to level the playing field and punish Western countries for what they have done. And so he says that Russia will have a formidable lineup of allies in the future, something that Europe and America have never thought Russia capable of in any world war to date. So apparently Russia has always been lining up with the wrong team and not coming out as a good guy in any international conflict. But now the Lord says that America and Europe will be shocked because this time Russia is going to pick her pals perfectly. China, Taiwan, Ukraine, and I have said this since 2019 when I began to prophesy this, people want to live their lives by TV. So there are people who depend on TV to be their prophetic source. That's not my business. My business is that in 2019, before this current, current conflict started, the Lord said that when Russia comes here, Ukraine is going to be with her. So let the TV watchers do with that what they will. China, Taiwan, Ukraine, Japan, and at the time I received this prophecy, the Lord said one other nation, but that nation has now been revealed in previous videos as North Korea. North Korea is going to reunify with South Korea. Brother will fly down the slopes of the mountains. There must be mountains there apparently, because that's what I saw in the prophecy. Um, one brother in red, red sort of traditional clothing and one brother in black traditional clothing. They, they ran down the sides of two mountains and they met in the valley and hugged and there was much crying and much celebration. The Lord says that North and South Korea will be one nation and they will be part of the kings of the each of the east whose footsteps will trample trample europe so let those who have ears listen to the charges and the indictments that means the accusations of the living god against the nations that are in the european federation listen to what god is raising against a federation of countries who think only of things that concern the body and care nothing for things that concern the soul
And the Bible verse the Lord gave me here at the end is, and the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water of it was dried up, that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. So for all we know, this river is going to dry up, and these guys are actually going to be able to march across and ride across with tanks. If, if the water body was a problem, Revelation 16.12 says that it will be gone. So thank you for visiting the Master's Voice. This is Celestial. Look in the drop-down menu, and you will find the written link to this prophecy that you can follow back to the blog. There is a Russia and China menu on the blog where I think there are about 21 prophecies concerning what Russia and China will do in the last days. And there is also on this channel... Um, a Russia and China playlist where if you go to the first prophecy, if you want to know which is the first prophecy, just look at a playlist and then click oldest. Make the playlist play from the oldest. And then as it plays and you listen to the different messages, it will build up a very comprehensive picture of what the Lord is saying. So thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing these videos. Thank you to all who um, are a blessing and a support to this blog. I give thanks to the Lord for you and may the Lord bless and return your gifts to you in multiples. And until I see you again, take care and goodbye.